Fifi fam, what's up you guys? Your girl Shiro here with a new episode and today I am graced by a comedian. Okay, you guys, I have a comedian here on the line, a comedian, a politician coming to America. Uh, <laughs> we have the son from the movie coming to America, guys. <laughs> hey, you go, you go when people start asking me for autographs, man. I don't know if I have that money yet. <laughs> You guys, like that. <laughs> turn your volume all the way up. <sighs> my guest, a welcome, a warm welcome. And you guys know I don't introduce the guest, but I'll let him do the honors. So you tell us about yourself, lovely celebrity guest we have here. <laughs> oh my goodness. I, I've never been introduced as a celebrity before, so... Now my, my, my mustache and beards are all twingling and twitching here. Like, hey, my, my hair is beginning to grow now. I'm bald. People don't, they don't bam, the hair is growing now. I'm going to have an afro before this episode is over. But yes. anyway, I am Raphael Oinlaifa Harry. I had to you know, throw my middle name now because th- this intro was so sweet. So I had to bring everything out now. So, um, <laughs> yes, I'm, uh, I was born in the former British colony of Nigeria. And I am the host of White Label American, a podcast that mainly focuses on immigrants telling their stories, you know, um, mostly the modern stories of immigrants who's American. And mm. not only immigrants in the United States, I try to I get immigrants from everywhere because everybody has a story. And I try to give voice to all the communities that are not um always at the forefront and it's not just the usual only people who succeeded all the millionaires and those kind of things yeah we've heard of all, all, the, all those before but we want the, the, the juice we want the tea and i'm down for all that so yeah oh yeah lovely i love it and i was graced um by meeting and our meeting was by um by uno actually and the guys at the culture Oh yeah, and um, we also did an episode with Africana, Africana Express. You guys be on the lookout for that. Um, but in the meantime, in between time, we have had such fun conversations, such fun banter, and I think it's time <laughs> for you guys, the plug fam, to hear some of this. So Raphael will tell us a bit more about himself, and you know, just like how did you even come up with doing a podcast? White label American guys, that's what this podcast is called. And oh, yeah. when I saw that name, I was like, So this white guy is doing this podcast because they were just like, Oh, there's this podcast that wants to um that wants to do a collab. And then when they told me it was like white label, I was like, Who is white label? Who is this white man trying to infiltrate our culture? <laughs> oh, that's part of the plan, right? <laughs> uh well. Yeah, actually, so, um, like I said earlier, I was born in um, the the former colony called Nigeria, and um, I moved to the United States in 2007, and uh, I I, I was never prepared for anything. Life hit me hard, and I I just ended up joining the Navy. It's a whole different, it's a whole long story, but uh, it's a funny story, actually. But I joined the Navy, started figuring life, but... A whole lot of the way I was brought up was just, yeah, it was black and white. Yeah, life, white, life was just like black and white. So you, you told like Martin Luther King fought uh, against um, racism and for civil rights. And after he died, it was like the Civil Rights Act was passed in 64. Mm. 
And after that, racism, you know, kind of died. And hey, 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 hey. And everybody like, yeah, you put Martin Luther King's speech, you know, and everything good. And then you don't get the whole picture of, um, well, so why black people struggling? You don't get all that. It's like, they don't want to. Mm-hmm. So we come to America with a certain mindset, like we are better than black people here. That's how a lot of us Nigerians come to America. Mm-hmm. Right? So I was one of those. And It's not just Nigerians. Well, yeah, a lot of Africans, actually, mm-hmm. especially the black ones. Mm-hmm. And, you know, so the, the, the misconception was already there. And we, um, I was born Catholic, raised conservative Catholic and crossed over mm-hmm. into the evangelical side. I've been meeting with white evangelicals who have been coming to uh, Nigeria all these years. So I was deep in that line of thinking. But white inferiority, had uh, inferiority complex had been building upon me all these years. Mm-hmm. I didn't realize what it was doing to me. Until um, even while I was in Nigeria, the, I used to be able to debate about sports, about current affairs with uh, with my elders, you know, at newspaper stands. I couldn't afford to buy newspapers, but you could drop a few pennies and then they would give you, um, yeah, I like you read the paper and then you would debate with people around about current affairs. And people would be like, man, this small boy, this small boy, you, you need this small boy, you know news, or you know what you're talking about, man? this small boy. Mm-hmm. So my uncle would say, this boy. One of my uncles, and he didn't really like me, but on current affairs and sports, he would say, this boy, we should put you on TV. I have my friend who has a program. They put, they'll be go put you on TV. And I'll be like, are you crazy? My voice does not sound professional. I don't sound like uh, all these white people because professional means white. I used to listen to BBC. Mm. I listened to foreign radio. And I don't sound like those people. Why would you go put me on TV? And I don't, those people are amateurs because why would I sound like them? So, no, I ran away. Once or twice, they wanted to put me on TV and radio. But I'll be writing to be, to newspapers to complain about their opinions on sports, especially. And mm-hmm. people started writing to me, and that's how I made friends. Some people who I've never met in Nigeria to this day, they're still my friends because <laughs> they read what I wrote. Because <laughs> the newspaper will publish what you write. And mm-hmm. you'll be like, man, do you, do you have something that you, you write? Do you have somewhere that you, you publish your opinions? We like what you wrote. I'm like, why you guys want to hear from me? So now I moved to America. And um, now I have access to internet 24-7. I got crazy, started going wild, going wild. And then uh, <laughs> I started writing on, um, I think it was High Five. Yeah, HighFive.com. Mm. And from there, someone put me on, I can't remember the website. And then I got into another website, which was, uh, which will turn into OleOle.com. And through that, I met someone on Facebook who introduced me to another lady who said, uh, come on my website and start writing blogs. Uh, mm. I'll write some blogs about Spanish football La Liga, and I wrote about that. And I used to—I know that one of my biggest and most successful um, um, articles had like 400 hits at a certain time. Mm. Day. And I was like, "What? This is no, 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 no." The inferiority complex started coming up again, and I said, "Freaking out!" Because every time success, and in my life, I'd never been used to being complimented even now i still struggle with compliments mm. because i was telling uno the other day like I, I i don't know how to deal with compliments it's something that i'm mm. used to in my life so uh when she was telling me like, oh you're, you're doing good you know and my opinions were not even refined then it's not like now now i'm a whole different person but then mm. it was really a lot of anger in me so people started hitting me up like, hey, you know, I want to be your friend. I want to know you more. I like what you're saying. And do you have a YouTube channel? I say, YouTube? That means camera, mm. my voice? Hell no. Now, 
2010, the, the woman who had that website, she, she invited me like, um, the, the, she has a podcast. I want you to come record on my podcast. I said, uh, what is this podcast? Oh, you just going to 2010. Yeah. Hey. And come talk with um some some people, you know, foot about football, you know. I said, "Ah, okay, I'll give it a try." Now I get on the podcast, I was the only black person. Uh mm. that person was uh, I think one was a journalist, one was an English teacher. Most of them were in Europe. After the podcast, I freaked out. I never listened to it, and that was the last time I did podcast. I was like, mm. doing it. In fact, I almost stopped writing about uh, football after that. I just quit. And fast forward to after my my time in the military, I was in, in the Navy already. And after that, you know, I went through depression and a whole bunch of things. I started mm. mental health treatment. And um, you know, I had to admit that I needed help. That was the first step. Mm. Mm -hmm. Part of my process of you know being treated, my therapist tells me like, hey, you're not the type of guy who withdraws from the world. You know, people come to you. People always reach out to you. People want to hear from you. And I was like, what's wrong with this therapist? Why are you, why, why are you going to this? People want to hear from me. What, what, what do they want to hear from me about? I don't have a voice that people want to hear about. Mm, you didn't even know. Yeah, she kept mm -hmm. going on about this. And then one Niger boy reached out to me. I was like, hey, I want to start a podcast. This was uh, 2016 into 17. I want to start a podcast. You're the best person to do a podcast on African affairs. Let's do a podcast together. I said, man, this word podcast, uh, YouTube channel, I don't hear all this stuff because my voice. So I freaked out, but the guy talked to me and I threw my money into it and I lost the money because he stole everything I bought. I didn't know anything about podcast, but I'd done a few episodes. He was the wrong person to do all that stuff with. Now I've done a few episodes and I was angry that, you know, he has stolen the stuff that I bought. But in that anger, some people reached out to me mm. and said, hey, you, you were the only reason why we we're listening and we liked what you were talking about. You, should, mm -hmm. you shouldn't let our guy's actions stop you from doing your own thing. You have, so, you have a voice. You have something that's good. Do something with it. And I started thinking about what my therapist had said. And I was like, you know what? For years, even when I was in Nigeria, people had always been saying, you have a voice. People find something. They recognize something in me. I'm the only person who does not recognize this Voice, no, so why don't I find something that I'm good at, you know? And every time I take an Uber, I take a taxi, all almost all the drivers are immigrants, they are from almost everywhere in the world. We start chatting, on, mm -hmm. we start talking. The other uh, one time when I had an operation and I couldn't walk, the driver was from mm -hmm. and he was taking me to the hospital for a checkup. and. He's a Muslim. I've given up religion a long time ago, and we're, we're chatting about, and I don't even know how his religion came up, and this guy is a totally different type of Muslim, and he just gave me his whole story. I don't know how people start opening up to me. And mm -hmm. I was like, man, you make a great Muslim. I said, I don't know. I don't. Th I think I'm the type of Muslim. If I was a Muslim, people would try and stone me because of my views. <laughs> so, <laughs> but he was laughing, but he understood why, you know, And but we were on the same page, even though I'm not religious. Mm -hmm. But it was so beautiful mm -hmm. that we could communicate and so many times I've talked to people from Eastern Europe. I've talked to people from everywhere. And, you know, we see so many things. And I'm like, why are we all, why there's artificial walls that just separate us for no reason? It didn't make sense. Mm. Why can't mm. I take this and put it in a podcast format? And mm. that's how it began. And my friend was like, well, you need a name that will catch people's attention, right? I said, yeah. He said, mm. white label American. I was like, God damn, we ain't going to bring racist 
What's the name? Sorry. It's a dude, white label is, is a business terminology. You uh, mm. business, all companies do white labeling. White label is taking something that already exists and you put your label on it. And what better than to, um, if you're talking about, if you're talking to immigrants and you're talking about immigrant um, matters, white labeling is the most perfect uh, way to go because. If you look at America, when most people say immigrants, immigrants, when you were coming to America, who was the, the picture of immigrants that they showed you? If it's positive, it's white. If it's not positive, then you know who they're going to show you. So yeah. when he said that, and I was like, wow, so this is coming from a white guy. I was like, hmm, you know what? It makes sense. For once, I'm going to listen to you. Give me the name. <laughs> Let me tell you, you always need a white guy in your corner. As much as we we feel that type of way, hmm. white people always see your potential before you do. It's crazy. That's true. That's true. It, you know, the thing is, you need you need good white people. You know, like I said, because mm. majority of the exploitation that has happened to me in my life came from my Nigerian community. The, my mom, the same thing, and it's so annoying. But at the same time, the racism still comes from the white people, no matter what. And of course. Mm. so there's that counterbalance, you know, that's, you know, that counter is going on and you're like, which one do I, who, who, who's going to beat me the most? <laughs> which one? <do> <laughs> <laughs> it's true. But uh, let me tell uh, I, I hate to say this. I hate to say this, but this is the world we live in. Yeah. There's just some doors white people open. Oh, please. No Nigerian, please. no Nigerian, no Kenyan. Please. I, I, I tell my white people, like, uh, I need your white privilege. Go easy to work now. Go. I tell that's why some 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 be scared when they come around me because I'm like, uh, you know, you're making up for the reparations. You know, I'm, I'm, I know you're not going to do that <laughs> check right now, but uh, just open the door for me. It's okay. Just open. That's all I need. Open the door. <laughs> <laughs> that's it after that deposit depart depart well that's the beauty of being in, in, the, in the in the military because in the military we have dark humor so a lot of us were veterans yeah. we have very dark humor so like the the white guys who I'm still cool with because I'm not cool with the majority of them anymore because a lot of them are mm. racist but uh, the ones who I'm very cool with yeah it, 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 yeah, we can make that I make that joke they, they don't understand I can call them right now and say hey I saw this job. It's just all I need is uh, I got you, man. Right, go write that recommendation letter for me quickly, quickly. Write everything yeah. down. Write it. See, I say, who, who was your boss? It was him. Who everything? Yeah. Who, who taught you how to drive? That was the guy. <laughs> who is your wife? That was him. It was Good. Even him. <laughs> oh my goodness. <laughs> Uh, you better you better have a white person on your contact list. Oh hell yeah. And shout out to all of my white listeners. We do appreciate. I do appreciate. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and the funny the funny thing is, yeah. you know, there's different types of whites. Because like, you know, I'm I'm, I'm my part, my wife is white, but she's from Germany, born and raised there. And it's different. Mm. <laughs> so when I'm talking like this, <laughs> it's different because my, it's crazy. My communication with her is a lot different when I'm talking to American whites because it's a lot different. But she understands the whole dynamics. <laughs> but it's a lot different. You said she was from. She's where? from Germany. Oh, shout out to Germany! Yeah. Germany is one of my top uh, top countries that listen. Oh yeah, so. great great place, best beer. That's the best beer. I can't argue with their beer. They're, my in laws always treat me good. You can get lost in the nightlife. Well, uh, yeah, I, I, I turned to a part-time born again by the time I, I started going to Germany, so I can't testify about the nightlife anymore, but the beer I can testify about. <laughs> <laughs> so halfway, halfway born again. Halfway born again. 
so you now you said now your story is fascinating. Let's start with 2010. You were doing podcasts. Podcasting was even around in 2010. That's wild. Well, because a lot, I know a lot of us, we just discovered, well, not just, but since like 2019, mm-hmm. 20, that's when we feel like podcast became a thing. But you have been around the podcasting scene since 2010. Yeah, I froze and I ran away from it. That's that's the point. I did I didn't go back to it. If I had stayed in it in that 2010, I probably would have been who knows. I probably would have been on I would have had my own Spotify deal or maybe I would have had my own deal now. But like, hey, hey, talk to my assistant or something. (laughs) (laughs) I would have had to go through the booking. Bye. Ah, I don't think I'd have been that crazy or that wild, but at least I would have had a few millions, just a few. It would be nice. It would be nice, especially for something that you can do anywhere at any time. Mm, yeah, it's very nice. Yeah, which which yeah. is just uh, you know, it, it, it's amazing how things grow. But you know, then it was just, but it just shows how that that inferiority complex how. Uh, when you're not mentally in the right spot, it can it, it's a huge damage. You know, it, it damages us in so many ways. We don't even realize it because oh. I was there. I was there, and I, I sat down like, um, I'm, you mean you have me in a panel? One person's in Spain, the other guy was in Russia, the other guy was uh, I can't remember where the other, but people all over the world. And I spoke. We recorded. He said everything was good. They loved the way I spoke. Everybody was. I'm like, uh, yeah, I'm not gonna listen to this. No, 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 nope. Uh, it's it's a podcaster thing. First of all, I I even like I even uh, cringe with the idea of thinking of my first episode. I can't even listen to it. <laughs> I, 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 yeah, I had to talk to a guest recently. She was worried about uh, after appearing. It was the first time she had ever recorded herself, and she was like, "I don't think I sound good. I don't. I I, I pre- I'm pretty sure I sounded bad." Maybe we should redo the interview. I said, is it just because of your voice you want to redo the interview? Nothing else? She said, yeah. I said, nah, <laughs> it's good. And we everybody loved that story. And I was like, yeah, this is a great story. This is not something that we should recreate or redo. Your voice oh, did not no. sound good. Because it's still your voice. It's going to sound the same way. Mm. You just got to get used to it. But it's that same thing. Because if you grow up not um, hearing your own people's voices, around you like on radio mm. in, in platform you already downgraded your people's voices as you know as uh, amateur mm. in, below good as below standard and you only rated a white voice as the best as the good quality right you, 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 it slowly but surely starts to change the way you think it starts to change the way you see Things and the way you you sound, the way you see your voice. And when I was a kid, I wanted to sound like Sean Connery, oh, because wow. I was James Bond, and I said, "Oh, this is how a proper gentleman should speak." James Bond is not gentleman, but in my kid brain, that was gentleman. Then that stayed with me for God knows how long. Wow! But all these things. That's why representation matters. You know, yeah. if you have, if I had, if I had seen Shaft first, if I had seen maybe some other black action hero, maybe probably I would have. Oh. Black people can talk like I maybe I wouldn't have been that crazy of I want to sound white, mm, you know, yeah. and then start myself down. Maybe I wouldn't have been scared when it was okay, time to go talk on TV or on the radio, which I had opportunities to do before I left Nigeria. I wouldn't have frozen. Mm. I wouldn't. I wouldn't. But 
yeah but well, anyway i'm here now and i can talk about it publicly to help the next generation hopefully yeah. know that, um, it's it's okay to have that fear because it, it, it's it's anxiety it's part of anxiety we, we have it it's, it's not going to go away but you can overcome it and i overcame it and you don't have to wait until you, you are my age before you overcome it you can overcome it now so there's magic in uh podcasting i feel like people don't understand and uh but it, it, it's therapy it helps you with your self-confidence it helps you with your yes. speech it helps you with literally everything communication Indeed. style networking everything there's really oh, yeah. power in this thing that's why like i've even noticed with myself my confidence my level like before when i used to get in front of people i used to even just that anxiety of speaking in front of people but now that i have this platform it really has opened up my confidence it like it leveled me up a lot i must say so it's it's one of those things i encourage even everyone even if you're just going to record and leave it in your files and never put it out or never give it to the masses just mm-hmm. learn to communicate so that you don't have that anxiety when you communicate because if you listen to Raphael's story, this man has been told that he was supposed to be on the radio or seen or heard in some format. And he's literally, your story is just people telling you and you networking with other people and you doing this. It's all these doors have opened because you have taken a chance on yourself. So, I mean, it really takes time. But don't you feel like you actually went to therapy now? How do you feel the podcast provides therapy for you? Um, the podcast is a huge part of my therapy. I'm still in therapy right now, by the way. Mm. I back again last year because I stopped for a while. But um, ther- therapy is not... It's expensive for us, especially, but it, it's something that I, I always recommend. Like if you can go to it all the time, go to it all the time. Don't wait until something is broken or you feel until... It's something that's supposed to be for preventative. Med, um, it's like a preventative medicine, not uh, a cure. That, that's how therapy is supposed mm, to. That's that's, that's good. To work for us, but you know, due to our uh, our society and our circumstances, you know, the way we've treated things, it becomes we, we only use it as a cure, which is why many of us struggle a lot. Without now, realizing. would you say us? Are you speaking of the African community? Are you speaking of the Black community? Which one? Both. Both. Even men included. I'm including men. Everybody. Yeah. I'm using all of them because... No. Uh, African is even the worst. The yeah. African, African is man. The, the way I grew up was, you know, a whole lot of things was, you know, as a man, you're tough. You can take care of it. You know, you, you, you don't show weakness. You know, right from childhood, they start telling you, don't crack a girl. You know, don't you know? Don't you? Uh, I remember I lost the fight when I was uh, eight or nine, mm. eight or nine years old. I lost the fight to a girl, and she was about three, four years older than me. I had a crush on her too, but, uh, <laughs> but uh, she was about three, four years older than me. Picked me up and pinned me in in in, in the bushes and pummeled me like this. And <laughs> yeah, they, my, they they made fun of me for that for a while. Like when well, that girl was bigger than me in the first place. So I should have known I should have been, you know, but I I was kind of attracted to someone I was with, you know. I, I like strong women in the first place. But <laughs> I guess that's a sign I was not like strong women. But 
yeah, but it was like, oh, that the whole family rubbed that in my face. Like, you, you get, got beat by a girl, got beat by a girl, got beat by. So I, I was like planning revenge for how many months? Mm. You know, trying to get revenge back. But that's that was that's that's not a, um, a, a positive trait to have in a, no. a, a child. You don't put a child that kind of messaging in a child. No, and you know, even when I fought with a boy who with a boy later on and the boy beat me the first time i still was planning revenge for a while planning revenge planning. so almost a year later i fought with him again but i cheated and beat him and i ran away as soon as i, I knocked him down but i didn't i said oh, i've won the fight and i ran took off but yeah, officially a win-win but it was i counted it as a win because if that boy had stood up that boy would have carried me and cleaned the whole floor <laughs> swept the floor with me that day that boy came straight from the village i was a city boy that boy was really really strong but mm. yeah, but I, I, there were some toxic be, um, behaviors already being built up mm-hmm. in because you're not allowed to show emotion. You're not allowed to show vulnerability exactly. because you're tough. You're a man. You're going to be a man. So when when you start having that mindset, how are you going to be able to accept that you you, you need help? Who oh. are you going to? You know, even after you accept it with yourself, how do you explain to others that you need help when you're exactly. professional help? Even when I joined the military, the, the military, mm-hmm. the United States military, um, and I get out, you know, you have I have access to help. It's not like I don't have access to help now due to being a combat veteran. But mm-hmm. the mindset, like, oh, did I get blown up? Did I get shot? I didn't get shot. I didn't get shot out. I, I didn't get injured. Like in, I'm not injured in battle, that kind of thing. So why would I need therapy? I don't need. I don't have PTSD because you know. So when I go for a checkup, they ask me certain questions. I'm like, no. Before they even ask, no, like, no, no, no. Like, I'm okay. But I was having nightmares. I was wow. trying to sleep. Why from my first duty base, I couldn't sleep. Jet noise would keep me awake all night. I couldn't sleep. I had to start taking sleep meds. I never took sleep medication in my life. I started strong mm. started taking sleep medication. So I'm drugging myself. But you don't consider it drugging yourself because you're not smoking weed. You're not uh, You're not doing uh, other substances. So it's like I'm not drugging myself. But that is drugging yourself already because yeah. you are playing a substance to force yourself to sleep. Mm. But that should have been my record. If that has been my record... That will put me in a different category, but I was like, no, I'm not going to say that because I'm not weak. I'm tough. I'm a tough mm-hmm. guy. I'll have I have migraines that when it hits me right now, if the migraine come up right now, I won't be able to sit down. I have to just lie down. I'm out. What? And mm-hmm. once the military, I suffered migraine at a friend's party. So I said, hey, man, can I go lie down in your spare bedroom? He said, yeah. And when I l- went to lie down, somebody assaulted me. What? I was out. I couldn't move. I'm, that's how weak the migraines get me. So I'm lying down. This white boy came and was jumping on my stomach, like just jumping, like pow, pow. And I was so weak, I couldn't move. But normally that boy wouldn't try that if I was like, you know, when I'm awake, like moving around. Because you know, I'll kill him. I'll just kill him right there. Mm-hmm. So he's jumping on me. I, I feel something on my stomach. I open my eyes. I see this idiot jumping on me. I'm like, dang. I'm struggling, I'm trying to. It's like I'm forcing all my strength into me, and I feel like I'm about to throw up. So all I could just do is, when I mustered all the strength, I push him off me, and I just run into the bathroom, start throwing up. Everybody at the party is like, "Oh, you drunk? You were drunk?" Yeah. Huh? I'm like, "No, this guy was jumping on me, so that was an assault." But I couldn't, what? you know. I, 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 as soon as I just cleaned myself, I was like, "You know what? Fuck it, I'm out of here." Yeah. 
and I went home and slept. But I should have reported that. I should have reported that. That boy yeah. would have got in trouble. He would he would not he left with uh, honorable discharge. He wouldn't have gotten honorable discharge because that oh, would have no, no. record. But I didn't it didn't even occur to me that that was an assault. It was after therapy that I was going through last year that I realized like fuck, I was assaulted. I was physically yeah. assaulted. Mm-hmm. You know, but it's that mentality of I'm a strong guy, I'm a tough guy. Mm. I had abs. <laughs> so <laughs> how can you have you know, who, who wanna fuck with me? Nobody. So and then I got assaulted. So now when I'm looking back, I'm like, damn, now I begin to see how women who are assaulted, how are they going to voice them? How how are they going? How many of them can come out and, you know, say this is what happened to me? Because who listens? I was the man being assaulted and who listened to me? Mm, And then then it starts to make sense to me. And I'm like, dang, maybe I didn't even listen to a bunch of women who were trying to tell me stuff back then. I don't know. I've tried, I tried myself as the type of person who would listen, but I don't know what energy I was giving. Wow. So now I, have to, I, I start looking back and say, dang, this, this thing, this messaging that, you know, this wiring that we've wired ourselves, it is something that we need to change. And I'm glad that like, I, I met, uh, um, as, as connected with a Nigerian podcaster who um, has a podcast dedicated to um talking to young boys about especially uh, young boys and young men about uh, this type of messaging about you don't need to be this gra grass we used to as we call it in nigeria gra gra mm. talk necessarily <laughs> tough no 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 you you can be mm. you can be a man without being all that it doesn't affect your masculinity you know and i, I loved when he when we every time we chat and every time we spoke and i just love that he, he's trying to do something like that and I'm, I'm, I love seeing and hearing because hey, at the end of the day, women have been trying to do all this messaging for a while, but men don't listen to women. No. But the more and more men step up and say, look, this stuff is real. We need to do away with it. It's not helping us. It's actually killing us. I it's love it. So we need to do it. I with love it. the evolution. It's a sickness. It's a sickness. So It is. Yeah, so then, then that's why when people meet me, I'm, I say, yeah, I'm a stay-at-home dad. Now I can talk about it before I wouldn't have said, oh, before I, I say, hey, hey, no, I'm not a stay-at-home dad. No, I was on a friend's, well, before the pandemic, I was on a friend's podcast. Um, he's a, mm. he's a, He does a podcast. He's also in Brooklyn. He does a podcast about um, his journey as his father, and then he interviews other dads. So I went on mm. and I talked about how my parenthood was, um, how my childhood was. I, I grew up without a father. And mm. there were certain things I said, and one of my boys from the Navy was around. He was in town. So he came with me to watch the recording. And that guy was like, man, I wouldn't have spoken like that to, yeah, I would, I would have, no, 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 no. Ah, you were talking too much. You were, you were saying too much stuff. No, I said, no, we have, we have to start changing the narrative, man. We can't, we can't just, yeah. is it only white people that are allowed to have a good life that should live long? We, we deserve to live <laughs> long too. We've suffered enough exactly. suffering. With all the, the stuff society is pushing down our neck, we're still going to be adding our own toxicity to make ourselves extra sick. Even. No. Exactly. No, we should remove exactly. some of the load. But the load we can take off our shoulders, we'll take it off. And take it People off our don't women. Know the power. If we are sick, we also add the sickness on our women too, and our kids. Mm. Oh, my kid mm. grown up with that. No. Another generation of suppressed voices. Yeah. You can't do that. Yeah. You cannot do that. Mm. Yeah. 
it's so true it's so true it's something that i've even voiced myself i've been wondering and 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 i think it really is it's it's unlocking your higher self when you can talk about things when you can move about things ah, it's just a different level of maturity and uh i don't think not i don't think everyone gets to it and especially african background yeah, we have we have been taught to um suppress all of our emotions and if it doesn't do with getting rich or if it doesn't have anything to do with you know doing something rich or something like that it yeah. really is irrelevant I, so, I think also that's where religion comes in, you know. It's oh, and of course, and religion. That, now you said you you did away with religion. Yeah, you know, because I, I like I said when I was on Africana, I think I've talked about seeing a child die in church, and that that's one of the biggest churches in in Nigeria. And you know, I, I saw so many dark things, but to me then it was hallelujah. You know, I'm all I'm a church worker, I'm in staff, and you know, but one of the funniest things I, I, I noticed back during those days when I was hardcore, you know, it was uh, I was supposed to, I wanted to go on vacation. My guardian was like, uh, if you go to Bible school, then you can go on vacation. They never allowed me to go on vacation after that. I was still so I was I was kind of a prisoner. So I'm at this Bible school and they send me on an errand, and I'm going into the the pastor's um the, the church office and they didn't realize that i was coming in so that you can't see me walking to the bishop's office area and one of the most senior pastors and bishop secretary they are talking and they're like oh so bishop had to have surgery and they're like yeah and he's the secretary's like yes uh who, who knew that just having sinus in the nose can require surgery but we don't we don't need the church to know just uh, shush it so okay, yes, yeah. Well, we thank God he's okay. He's okay. Yeah, so you'll be you'll be fine. You'll be back to, to church on Sunday. And I heard everything. I was like, what? But I didn't say that in my head. I was like, what? This is the church that you couldn't say I am sick. You couldn't say you are sick because it meant you didn't have faith. You had to say I am well because you exist wow. faith. So you have to, you have so much belief that you say I am well. So you, going to the hospital is kind of out of your conversation. If you are sick, wow. you have to literally be dying before you say, "Okay, I'm going to the hospital." But if you are, if you really have faith, you wouldn't need to go to the hospital. Why would you need to go to the hospital? You don't need to go to the hospital when you have faith. You just drink a drink wow. of And one time, I, I was feeling pain in my neck. My sister did the same thing to me. I was like, "Why? Well, you drink?" I drank another day for like two weeks until uh, by force. I, okay, I feel better. Well, I go give testimony in church, and I went and gave testimony. Hey, praise the Lord! It, it, it worked, miracle. And mm. happened. I don't know what happened to my neck, but when you look back, you know, how many people have died in Nigeria? Because oh, uh, I, I instead of uh, going to church, like simple treatments, not like crazy sicknesses, but simple treatments. How many people have died just because you know I've, I've, uh, I am well. I am not. Uh, I can't say I am sick. I am well. It's just it might just be simple malaria. It might be just a small. It might be a small sickness that's treatable. It's not something that you requires major surgery, but because you are going by faith, you, you're gonna die. Mm. And then when he died, hey, witches, hey, the, uh, uh, the uh, village people have killed village people. You killed yourself. <laughs> you, you. But once you say it's that, so blasphemy, true. blasphemy. So Look at last year exposed everything. COVID nineteen started. This guy is shouting, "I'm going to China to go and stop COVID 19 Oh, bros, go take plane, go go to China and go and stop it. <laughs> My guy didn't go. Mm. He was shouting, shouting. The other one said it's uh, 5G. 
is this one is that uh, they put this in the i said okay this thing is coming to nigeria we know it's coming you know there's no way it's not coming and then it arrives uh, they don't want us to have church service because it's all about money just money 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 yeah. money mm -hmm. and then they just twist the message upside down and i was like oh uh because every december uh december 31st they all do this thing of predicting the year what will happen in the next year Mm. predicted everything that will happen in 2021 none of you saw uh uh sorry in uh in 2019 2020 no one none of you saw covid 19 coming in 2020 mm. none of you mm. and then after covid 19 has hit all of them they're one of the biggest ones who, who has a phd in mathematics he now comes out and says uh well actually god told me but i didn't want to say anything because i didn't want oh. to doubt god man you're like what I mean, I said, look, 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 but when you start challenging them, then they'll come after you. Meanwhile, one of them bought, claimed he bought three jets during the same COVID period. Three jets for $30 mm. million. Dollars. Mm. Where you get $30 million from? And then he said, if you, if you, you cannot challenge me because uh, I'm, a man of, I'm a man of God. And I'm like, this is, what kind of leadership is that? What kind of leadership? There's a pastor here. He got, what, $26 million last year. That's the thing. Yeah. Because they're, I, they're making so much money. That's all it is. Because there, there was, uh, uh, um, there's this show, Dr. Damages. I recommend people watch that. He, he features Kenya on his show too, but it's mostly Nigerian. It's a satirical show, but he mostly features uh, Nigeria. He, he's based in New York here. And he, he did, um, they, they had somebody go on the streets to interview people, like ask about uh, in one of Nigerian cities. I was asking, will you take the vaccine and all that? And one woman was like, oh, well, you know, people people are not coming to church anymore. So we need them to take the vaccine so they can come to church. I said, that's where your mind went, first of all. <laughs> 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 you say the economy is bad. People are complaining about, oh, oh. SARS and SARS and everything. They're kidnapping. The problem. Look, look at where that one's mind went. And mm. there were more, there were more people mm. started talking like that. I said, that's the problem. That's why you cannot have, you know, when um, Arab Spring happened, a bunch of my friends were like, oh, Nigerian revolution is coming. I said, which revolution? You can't have revolution in Nigeria. You can't. Because when the revolution comes, mm. the Muslim will say, the Muslim did not, will say, uh, it's not our people doing it. These people are against our, they're against mm -hmm. us. So no, we are not joining. This one will say, it's against Christians. It's against my church. And but the division, the wars have been set up. The wars have been set up. And then the other mm. one is like, oh, it's a, yeah, did he just mention abortion? All of that, the only thing that will unite them, abortion. All of them will join. No way you can have abortion in every single state in Nigeria. If you have money, abortion. Mm. My friends, I, I brought my friends money to have abortion. When we, we did all that stuff, we know. But wow. the same thing, uh, um, you go to the, uh, the street, the guys who sell DVDs on the street. You say you want to buy gay porn. Mm. You just speak the right language. They will, they will sell it to you. Who's watching the gay porn then? There's no gay people. Mm, it's true. But it's true. This whole when you look at all that, you're like, ah, like, that's where. But that's the only time that they will unite is to just oppress someone else. Then it's oh, yeah, that's the only time. But so I, I, I asked one boy one time in when I was in Bahrain, a fellow Nigerian, he, he was like, oh, gay people should not be. They, they should kill them in Nigeria. I said, well, show me just one gay person that created Nigeria's problem that you can show me the gay person. <laughs> made nigeria what it is today that made nigeria so bad for you just one and i support you killing them that's all just give me one uh yeah no, god, god god that god said that's the, the only sin you cannot tolerate i said your god puts ranking of sin and then chose gayness as the most important sin that you cannot tolerate your, your god has a case to answer i'm just telling you 
If that's the, the <laughs> thing that your God put, I cannot forgive gay people. That's the only one I will not forgive. I'll forgive you committing genocide. I'll forgive you denying people right to health care. But gay, yeah. no, 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 no. That's the biggest thing. Uh -huh. mm. So that's good. That's a good way to put yeah. it. Mm -hmm. Oh, yes. I, I, I'm here for that. First of all, that's something I, I feel like. If this generation just does better, Africa can evolve in a major way. Actually, the whole world can just evolve in a major way. But there's the stronghold of these old mindsets that is holding us back. Yeah. Even just the other day, just it was like two days ago when the little white boy killed eight people at Atlanta. Yes, Atlanta, yes. they refused to call him a terrorist so far. 21 mm -hmm. where do you have all that hatred from you know <laughs> but well, at the same time we have a bunch of white kids just in the next states in florida who have been taking on the all the, the republicans there doing the right thing but you know you always have this young white terrorist who still want to just kill people because they know that they will still be shielded because no matter what like the other one in wisconsin who went and killed two people during a Black Lives Matter protest. Mm -hmm. He's still not being called a terrorist. Yeah, I mean, if you carry a gun and you go across state to go and shoot somebody, I mean, if I'm my black self take a gun, nobody would say I'm a kid. But if <laughs> you can be a kid if you're 40 years old white person. You can be a kid if you're 50 <laughs> years old white. I'm like, what? So me, I just be putting kid for them too. I, I want my favorite podcast, uh, um, three guys on. They do the same thing. They just call them kids. Like, okay, because any white person that misbehave is a kid, right? Okay. Uh, just gonna be calling them kids from now on because that's all because that's like the ultimate excuse. Oh, it's a kid, you murdered nine people, it's a kid. But if yeah, Arab yeah. does it, ah, terrorist, right there, anytime, anytime. Yeah, but it's an Arab Christian, ah, no, 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 it's an Arab, <laughs> you don't put Christian there, it's terrorist immediately. But yeah. that's all they see. Well, it's a black veteran, uh, we don't see the veteran, it's black terrorist. Oh, yeah, black <laughs> that's it. So it was a hate crime. Hate crime. There is a crime. Death sentence immediately. Yeah. But, but, what, but he, could it be that, you know, the victims turned him down? Could it be that he wanted to date an Asian woman and she did it? She didn't want to return his his harass. She didn't she didn't care about his harassment. She wasn't nice to him when he was harassing her. Maybe, maybe mm -hmm. we should look into that. Maybe we should maybe we should um maybe we should ask ourselves why 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 Asian women not being tolerant of White men harassing them. You know, it's just yeah. words. I mean, it's just words, uh, right? It's just words. Yeah? But what, what damage can come out of it? I mean, that's what some, some people will be saying. <laughs> Foolish. Yeah. I'm just like, really? Really? Yeah, but, Tell me. Yeah. The day that, that rolls mm -hmm. is the day that we are all waiting for. Because even the Chinese people are starting to talk about their presence. Oh, yeah. So it's the... If the Asians and the Hispanics and the black people were to bind, just the colored people, I guess, were to bind and just oppress the white people. Sorry, my white people. Would it be how how long do these white people really think they could last? Well, if they were oppressed, we've always been together. That's one fact. It's just the fact that the first. Uh, federal law of oppression in the United States was the uh, um, the Chinese Exclusion Act in 
1910 or something like that. But it was to stop China because without Chinese immigrants, you know, we wouldn't have the the railway um, in uh, especially the California from in the western parts of the United States. And they were like, "Oh man, these Chinese men are coming here. Well, where, where, what women are they gonna get?" Uh, yeah, that's how Chinatowns started popping up because they were like push them into one place where we go put sell drugs and everything. But push them, that was the Chinese ghetto they made for them. And then we don't want them touching our women because always our women. They start with that, and the mm. oppression start that. So they targeted and then they added Japanese, they added every other person, all the Asians, put them in there. You know, the the acts are exp- expanding. So. That was the first federal act, but states all had their own, you know, because every state had been racist towards black people, like and Native Americans for like forever. But if you look at civil rights mm-hmm. movement, there was always interaction between Asians and um, blacks and um, Hispanics. Everybody had been they have been working together for 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 a long time. Now, after that, um, after the sixties, it wasn't as public as you know. Uh, I don't think it was as public as it is today but i think it was intentional because if you see that racist bastard uh edgar hoover Mm. that guy Mm -hmm. was that was his job like make sure they don't talk which is uh, i haven't watched the black uh black judas and uh is it black judas and the messiah yeah Yeah. Mm -hmm. i want to see that movie because i think that touches on some of that of the way the Black Panther was trying to get everybody on the same page, but there was they didn't have the Asians. Imagine they didn't include the Asians, but this was in Chicago, yeah. where that movie took place. Was in Chicago. Chicago. They well, I, I've read different accounts of you know, like even um, when they made that match on Selma, there was um, a, a prominent Asian guy who came from I think New York or somewhere who mm. came for that match, and he got beaten up uh, real bad. And there was, and I'm like, wow, that, that, these were stories that I wasn't aware of when I was growing up in Nigeria. It just seemed like only one type of black people. You, they, we, we, I wasn't aware that I was a black gay man who made the the million man match happen in uh, in DC without um, Bernard Rustin. That wouldn't have happened. And they they never include the yeah. Gay. Well, you know, it's it's like oh, he's gay, so you know we don't want to talk about. It. I'm like gay people have always been part of it too. Women without women, forget about it. Forget about, nothing would have happened. Women talk martial arts yeah. like the most. He's a real life superhero, the greatest superhero, one of the greatest superheroes of all time. Black women were saving. They invented social media for that guy. The social media that existed before technology caught up. That was the man they made it for. Because when every time it was going to the win court cases, they they knew I was spreading using code. And the whole town, all the black people would get the code. Like this is how they would code it to hide it from the sheriffs and the FBI. They wouldn't know how to tell where he's coming from, what station, and they would miss him. But it was black, but they would smuggle him in in coffins just to go win court cases. And these are things that we need to be teaching people to realize that you know, it, it was a, it was an intentional move to replace, you know, after Togwood Marshall died, that's why you have the most useless and wicked person on the Supreme Court of the United States is a black man today, Clarence Thomas, who used to replace yeah. Togwood Marshall. Because it was an intentional mm. move by the Republicans to get that guy. And they have never, ever, ever given another black man, you know, with actual prominence. Well, the thing is, the people need to realize politics is a game. It's numbers. That's why elections matter. You can say, oh, I don't, Biden is not my favorite. This, that, that, fine. But uh, who's the Republican? Who, who do you have on the Republican side that says, I like you? None. Not one. 
Oh, no. They have number one rule is no. we don't want you to vote. We don't even want you to vote in the first place. That's the number one rule. So yeah, go look at Biden. Biden fought against wars. <laughs> Biden has never supported wars in his history. He has never. So there are many mm. things, but it's just cool to bash against guy. And I'm not saying you should support him 100. But there are so many things that it's so easy to just be an internet stand and say, "Hey, hey I, I hate Democrats." And it's so weird how people do that without realizing that. If you don't win the elections, if you don't put like, just look at it. If um, Al Gore had won, if Al Gore had been president, how many Supreme Court justices would we have had instead of George Bush appointing Supreme Court justices? If uh, yeah. Hillary, he went and and fought an uh, imaginary war yeah. and spent billions of money. Okay, well, let, let's uh, leave the war aside. Obama. Let's leave the war aside. If um, Hillary took over from Obama instead of Trump. Trump got to put three justices Trash. on the Supreme Court. Racist. So women's rights is on mm. the agenda right now. Um, mm. Gay rights still on the agenda. So all these things, are, because that's why Republicans push all these people. They're like, go, 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 go. They didn't care about the presidential election. They didn't care about winning, but they cared about who's going to be on Supreme but that's wow. where the election is. People don't pay attention to all these things. They'll be like, hey, we don't like the president. We don't like this man. Hey, we'll fuck Obama. Hey, fuck uh, Hillary. I'm like, the main thing is the Supreme Court. Who go, Who has the power? Because they blocked Obama. They blocked him and said, you will not put anybody. So Obama is like, okay, the next person should be uh, my person, my party person. Hillary will definitely put uh, they, cool they, people they... there. And if Hillary had been president, I put... She won't put a rapist on Supreme and, Court. And who was the other lady? She the, young, the, the, the lady that was just appointed under under the nose. Oh, uh, that, oh yeah, my goodness! After, that won't get me started on that woman. That, 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 that one, that woman has the mentality that women are supposed to give giving birth to children. I'm like, how the hell did you end up as a judge? But that's whiteness. Big whiteness. White woman. Yeah. So there's this, that's why elections matter. And that, that's another thing that we need to, that mindset that we also need to have in Africa. That's why I love places like Algeria. I love watching their revolutions there because you see certain things in certain places oh. in Africa, and even South Africa. South Africa has certain things that are impressive. The only thing they are lacking is a proper mm -hmm. opposition party. They don't have a good opposition party. That's what we lack in South Africa. But if, if you see America, the, the good things, which is what people fail to pay attention to about Trump, there was a, an attack on the institutions. Mm. There's a reason why Trump was attacking institutions mm. because no matter how racist America is, America mm. has set up strong institutions that when you have a good person in government, the good person can mm. do good things, actually. So when Obama did nothing for us, why did not for us? Why was Trump destroying a whole lot of things? Why was Trump repealing almost every, was repealing, that Trump couldn't get to everything Obama did. Mm. That's why he's still mad because there's so much, Obama did that. Trump was like every day you hear of Trump removing mm. one, one, one law. Obama set up one, one, one um status. Obama set up like this guy was like, look for it, look for it, look for a way we can change it. Look for a way he couldn't. But Obama set up so many things that you're like, damn, I didn't realize it. You didn't because it's not when you have effective government in charge, it, everything does not make news. It's just normal. It's functioning. It just moves on, moves on. That's functioning institutions. When now you come to Africa, Africa, you look at it. Yeah. Museveni, he controls everything. So, if, if he dies now, then it's a war because it's like hey, I want to take over. No, no, I mean, I mean, no, no, it's me. No, no, no. And there's no institution. If you have a strong institution in place, yeah, he's gone. Next, the institution can take over, mm. which we saw in uh, Tunisia. 
People say, oh, yeah, Tunisia does not have a perf- uh, solid. You don't have to have it. You can't have a perfect system. There's no perfect system anywhere in the world. But if you have a strong institution, Tunisia, when their president died, the guy who took over after, the mm-hmm. guy won the elections after Arab Spring. He had set up a strong institution. So when he died, mm-hmm. he was the oldest president in Africa, by the way. But he set up a very liberal constitution, set up strong institutions. So when he passed away, there was no fighting. It was straight power went to the speaker, and then they had elections within 60 or 90 days, and a new government is in charge now. Bam, moves on. Who, who, who's, hey, I'm, I'm, I'm going to protest for 20, no, it moves on. Simple. Ghana has elections. Ghana is supposed to be in that category. Ghana now, they're still like fighting. Hey, no, not me win. No, it's me that won. It's this. But if you don't trust the institutions, that's what's going to happen. Africa Nigeria has not is struggling. Other than those select fam- uh, countries, the Africa is struggling. Even when you come to Kenya right now, we are with Nini. We are in campaign season. Next year we have elections, and they are mm-hmm. already calling for it yeah. to be wild and crazy and another war. You know, it's 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 endless because uh. there's no foundation. There's really no foundation. And the foundation that was built from the independence that all these countries gained. It was over. It was overshadowed with, you know, this corruption and overly prideful, overly greedy, overly so many things that when it's time to make a real change, it's almost impossible because there's no foundation, there's no core values and principles. There's those things that people think, oh yeah, yeah, this is what our country stands for. This is what we mean. This is what we. But at the end of the day, if you're stealing from every side of the coin how can the country move forward how can yes. the continent move forward if there's so much corruption it's almost impossible well, I, I have a counter to that well not a counter i have a so well let me claim to be mm. let me claim for this to be a solution first step i would say is uh first thing i would say is that almost every african country that hasn't taken the right step is still operating yeah. on a colonial constitution because you were created by a, you were created by an external force, so cut out people. The the, the balance of uh, the, the foundation was never level, so there's always an imbalance. That's why you need to have a proper restructuring, which is what Nigeria needs, or else we're going to be in the war. We are almost at that stage now, but everybody's acting like Nigeria. It won't happen, but Nigeria is almost at the war. There's it calls for. Western, the Western part is trying to do its own thing. Southern part, we have Southeast. We are trying to, everybody's trying to do their own thing. Yeah, I've never, that's why I always say former British colony. I've <laughs> never, I've never been a proud Nigerian. We don't belong, we were never together. It's somebody mm. that came and put everybody together. Use glue, fake glue, not even glue, mm. not even like gorilla glue, fake one. So you need to have a proper, um, sit down and then we decide are we all on this you know if we're going to be together then we have a constitution that's meant for us to be together otherwise everybody goes and it can we can walk it can work for us being separate because people are like oh but if nigeria goes separate it's going to be too many countries is this and i'm like um yugoslavia broke into how many countries they every did they mm-hmm. die everybody went their own way you uh and uh swatini uh Two tiny states. They're not even up to any. All Nigerian states are bigger than those two countries, but they exist mm-hmm. in inside of South Africa. You can, if you have that sit down, it can happen. 
design your constitution and that's how you can have institutions that work for you you can have a constitution an institution that works for your country otherwise everything will be designed for who's president or who's the general or who's the emperor or whatever you want to call yourself everything will be designed for that person and then when that person is no longer in power then there has to be a fighting there has to be war there has to be bloodshed and then it's like but there will always be a group of people who say we do not belong here we have been pushed out we are just waiting for our turn and when it gets to our turn they're not going to care about developing everybody they're not going to care about carrying everybody along they're going to care about we're going to do what's right for us because you've never given us anything you've never given us one not even giving us a bit mm -hmm. of the national cake, as mm. we call it in Nigeria, the national cake. We are referring to the wealth of the nation as a national cake. It mm. means somebody's eating the cake, mm. and it's only three tribes eating the cake. My tribe produces a lot of the oil. 40% or 50% of the oil comes from my tribe. Mm. Where's, what do we have to mm. show for it? Nothing. Debt. Debt, debt, debt pollution is just like the one percent NSARS. If you go look at the NSARS in our region, it's totally different from NSARS in Lagos. Lagos mm. is a joke when you talk about NSARS. Go look at doing to us for since they discovered oil in our, our region, it's a totally different game. So we need that sit down. And then for me, no man, no man should be near leadership. We just hand it over to women because men, men are just <laughs> useless. We, we are useless, we, we've done rubbish. All Africa's independence without women, women played a huge role in it. And then when the history books came mm -hmm. out, it's like they just wrote all the women out. Hey, it was men, 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 men that did men didn't do anything. Men took over after women started the whole the main battle. Women shook all the like Britain got defeated by women without any fighting in many places. Women shook Britain. That's why in Nigeria, Britain literally rewrote the history mm -hmm. books and wrote all the women out. That's why women went to to, to negotiations because it was painful to Britain. Why are you, you going to invite women who embarrassed you in the East? Women who went, these were women without formal education. They market women. They took you on, took on Britain and said, You shot some of us. We're going to block the whole city down. No, no trade, no business. No. How many people know about that? How many people know? That's why it's easy to have a yeah. misogynist society mm -hmm. because it is still a playbook from the colonial era that we are still using. Even our anti gay laws it's came from colonialism. But well, the beating of our children came from colonialism. We, when people say it's African to discipline, it's not discipline. What discipline is discipline a child when you're beating mm. a child in school? It came from colonialism. So all these things we need to decide what is that what exactly is African? What exactly is when you say someone is Nigerian, what exactly is Nigerian? Because Nigeria mm. has 300 ethnic groups or over 300 ethnic So if you say Nigeria, what exactly mm. who's a Nigerian? Define it. Otherwise, mm. break it. And everybody go. So it has to happen in every, like even Senegal, which is one of the countries that mm. has never had a military coup. There's a part of Senegal that wants independence. They said they don't belong there because France put them in Senegal. And I was surprised when yeah. I found that out. I was like, wow, is there any African country that not have one part of the country that says, I don't belong here. You guys forced me in here. Mm. I never wanted to be here. Sudan has the same thing. Mm. Everywhere have something like that. I'm like, wow, yeah. crazy. But you, so how can you have one Africa when people are like, um, who, you don't recognize me, you don't recognize my existence. You can have a future if you don't recognize, yes, if there's no inclusion. There has to be inclusion. You have to include everybody. So, yeah, that's, for me, that's what needs to happen. But if that's not happening, then we're going to keep going around and around in circles and say, oh, America, come. Uh, China, come. Uh, EU, come. What are they going to do? Yeah. They're going to collect their share and bounce. But 
we, we know enough right now. We know enough to say, okay, we can we can sit down and have a true conversation and say we are include we want to include everybody at the table and move forward. Or we're gonna include only the big tribes oh. and then move forward, which but, means yeah, that's a war. That's war a war in the future. If you're doing tribe to tribe, that's a war. Tribalism is an is a is is its own conversation. It's its own war. Uh, uh-huh. Even yeah, yep. Kenya has fifty-two tribes, and and I am in happen to be in the major, the big tribe, the Kikuyu tribe. But when when it gets broken down into other things, they're always saying how the Kikuyu are this, the Kikuyu are that. They steal the money, they pay all those things, all those things. So until we get yeah. down to the root of situations, we'll never. First of all, do you, Kenya brought in so much. So much, so many millions last year, and all of it was eaten and divided between the higher ups. That's a, now that now what can what can we do about that? It's it's the greed. Once we co- write down a proper constitution and write down a proper way of handling things, how do we get past that feud? Who are we? Because we are still fighting with someone. We are still fighting with someone. We have never stopped being in at war. I think Africans are also going through their own PTSD. <laughs> yeah. Oh, we all have. We all have. We all, uh, we, we all have trauma. Like, um, there was, I think, my first guest of 2021. He's a musician. Um, we actually grew up in the same city in, in, in Nigeria. And mm. he's now based in Sweden. And he, he said that you can't call yourself, if you call yourself Nigerian and you don't have trauma, yeah, I mean, it means you you from the 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 one percent that top bracket. Yeah, life was really good for you. Life was really good because when you go through the things that I went through, you sit down with police is talking about raping people and they talk about oh I'm looking for the one that I look especially go out there to look for the one that that's uh, mm. that looks manly. They, they, they're talking about and there those are women. They go to red light district and the guys and you're sitting down there. All you have to do is just laugh. <laughs> <laughs> What because Jim, what you want to die? This was this is not there's no cell phone mm. with cameras then. What 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 would I I'm just I'm just one skinny lad there. Just I'm here to sell self uh recharge batteries, uh, recharge parts. That's what I was selling. Well, I'm just there, like okay, <laughs> I just laugh. But you so so many trauma, you see so when you start looking at all the experiences, you're like, man, there's so many traumatic events that I faced, but when I go to my um, veterans uh, affairs hospital, they always ask this question when you come for your annual checkup. Have you had any traumatic experience in your life? What's the first? Nah. Mm. Nah. Mm-hmm. Nah. That's just what you say. But how many of us? I got hit one time. I'm just going to the market. One of my aunts and she was walking too fast. Walk between two buses. And the bus pinned my knee to another bus. And all I got was, ah, sorry, oh. Nothing. <laughs> and these bus are made of metal, hardcore metal, like what? crazy metal. <laughs> you know, and you, you look at it. I play, I'm able to play soccer today. I was running 1.2 miles in 10 minutes, 9 seconds. That was my fastest time while in the Navy. And you, you're like, man, there was stuff you just push away from your mind like it never happened. It never happened. I got hit by an ambulance once in Nigeria. There's so much stuff. And the, the guy almost he would, he would literally wanted to run away, but my friend's mom, who was, who was a police officer, uh, what, what happened to be there. That's the reason why the guy took me to a different <laughs> hospital. But there were so many 
times that so many stuff happened and you know and when i start looking back i'm like man i don't, I don't know how many times i survived some stuff i'm like wow I it's, amazing. Survive. it's amazing <laughs> so the yeah, trauma that we all carry is just like and i am a man and then when i start looking at women i understood why a girl who I thought she was my girlfriend, and then later I was like, "Oh, this girl just using me." But it made sense. I'm not mad at her anymore. I'm not the one time I was like, "Oh, I'm mad at this girl. Fuck this bitch." No, but it made sense. She used to sell it at the market, and I was trying. I was trying to get with her. I was like, "Yeah, I'll, I'll come chill with her at the end of the day." But she always come like I should come chill with her, and then mm. I would escort her home, carry help. I, I was, I was, I was so dying to get her that I was like, "Oh, that, I'll help you carry your stuff. Put it in the wheelbarrow. I'll push the wheelbarrow for you. I'll carry it." <laughs> I'm dressed up all clean and all that, and I'll push the wheel barrel and do all that stuff. Man, this girl ain't give me nothing. I ain't get nothing from oh the girl. I even get a kiss. <laughs> nah, nah. But every time I was going with the girl, she always went through. You know, it was very dark. She had to walk home like maybe 20, about 20 minutes walk. It was very dark. There were some crazy, there were boys always on the street. They were, you know, and they, they, like when I'm with her, it's like, oh, you don't get husband, oh, you don't get, yeah, now your husband be this, now your boy, now your man be this, ah, ah, ah. and they're still talking to her with me exactly. there. So imagine mm -hmm. if I wasn't there. So it made sense why she yeah. wanted somebody around. You know, I'm not mad anymore. Now I know better. I'm like, yes, it made. I would have done the same thing. Get, get any boy, get two boys, get three, get three. Let them come and escort you home. It's not using. Yeah. You're protecting yourself. And we have like there's no rape culture. We have oh, yeah. mad rape culture, mad rape culture. And when we start like so, the trauma that, and then that one we have a child and like uh, where you go and do your own thing. You know, don't do your own thing. You just stay here. Right. Don't go here. Go and you like why would they not so more stress? The pressures, you know? the so, trauma, the lack uh, of emotions, the lack uh, of sympathy, oh, the lack of understanding. Hey. Oh. So it that's is, why I no, always, that's why it's something that you said in the beginning of this is that, you know, us African people, uh, when well, I can't say us, but most African people do have a hatred towards black people. But if we just took a moment to look at that, we are fucked up as African people, uh, black people, black Americans are also fucked up due to the same oppression. We have colonialism. It issues, is me as someone who has grown up in America understands very well the oppressive issues that have taken place and in the racism and the systematic racism that has taken all of those things that happen. So if we just realize that we all we have one common issue, we can get to we can get to mm -hmm. a lot of healing for the black melanated communities. But if we continuously are like, oh these black people they don't take care of their advantages they don't, they don't care for the things they have. They have all these rights, all these opportunities, but they walk around here broke on welfare. All of the things that African people think about black people. Just take a moment and think about yeah. what's happening because black people are like, oh, you guys have hearts for living. You live in hearts. You let flies walk on your face. You, you don't have shoes. You don't. But you're not thinking of the fact that they also, African people have also had to rebuild themselves from all of the damage that was done. It's the same way black people have to rebuild themselves from all the damage that was done. It's a lot. So if we just exactly. take a moment to realize, exactly. it could really change everything. But I think we're so caught up with this, Biden, this, 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 the stimulus check, this, this, this. 
and we are we're forgetting. Oh, I, yeah, I'm protected. If my stimulus <laughs> check is coming, man. yeah, I, I'm, I'm, I'm down with that. Pay me, pay me my it. money, yeah, show me my money. Chicks up capitalism. That's oh, me. yeah, yeah, we're gonna, we're gonna get our money, that's for sure. <laughs> Oh, Hell yeah. I, I never seen the, that. Did you see that someone killed four people behind that Zumba check? Black people, my black people, we have to. Do what? Eh, a, a family, uh, there was a, a, was a baby daddy, someone who thinks he has well, rights no. all of a sudden and he's not even around. And uh, he's like, oh, I deserve oh, some of that stimulus check for my child. And I deserve some tax money. And I guess oh. the lady said no. And this man decided to kill the child, the mothers, uh, not the baby mother, but the mother of the baby mother, the brother, and I think a cousin. Oh. Four people died because of 1,400. Hey! We have to. Damn. You see, it, it just reminded me of um, one, one, one thing that um, I, I raised my daughter on. Yeah, my daughter is two point five <laughs> years old, and goodness, she, she, she's a she's a top top. Uh, yeah, she she's she the boss. But one thing I said to myself that I will recognize in her is her ability to mm. say no, and I intend to teach her that she has the right to say no. And anyone in her life, be it male or female, or non-binary, mm. whatever, who says I don't recognize that right bounce that person cut that person off i'm not afraid to cut people off i don't care what part of you if you are my family or not i cut if you off because that was one thing mm. i had to learn and the moment i learned that i had that power to say no <laughs> life change yep that life was it too. because i was like wow i could have done this it's all this time thing. especially uh relate out yeah. of tradition out of culture out of respect you feel like saying no is a very it's expectation yeah, expectation. you can't even go yeah, to someone's yeah, yeah. house and they offer you some food and you say no, they'll think you are so the worst person ever. <laughs> <laughs> I had somebody like that when I was in the, the, the Navy, when I was in Bahrain, one of my Ghanaian bros. <laughs> he, was, he was an uncle to the crew, but one night I, I, I was in an area, I just had to crash at his place and I showed up like after midnight and he was like, hey, I have fufu and I have rice. I was like, bro, this is like 1 a.m. I, I just need to sleep. That's all I just give you for. Let me just sleep. I'll sleep on the couch. But it took me to sleep. I have fufu and I, have, I said, bro, it's like 1 a.m. in the morning. Who wants to eat fufu? <laughs> okay, that's fine. That's fine. Then later, I have fufu. I said, God damn. Okay. Oh, just, just, just bring the rice. Bring the rice. Bring the rice. Man, bring the rice. Okay, it's with that goosey and peanut soup. I said, you don't even get your job. Bring one, bring one, bring one. Do you want goosey? I said, God damn, man, I'm gone, I'm gone. It's <laughs> I'm the gone rudest of rude things. Ah, oh. ah, like my goodness, this, just, 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 let it, I just came in, I, I, I was drunk, I should have been driving, so your house was in closest. <laughs> I just need to sleep. Let me sleep. Tell them you there, you came from oh, No, 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 no. Hey, my brother, thank you for coming to my house. Yeah, I have fufu. I said, bros, it's 1 a.m. in the morning. Let me just, I just need to sleep. Look at my eye. I need to sleep. Let me sleep. I don't, I don't want to be on the road. Let me sleep. Yeah, but I have fufu. I said, why? <laughs> my guy. It's not, I just sleep. I don't need to chop. But I have fufu. The fufu is sweet, though. Hey, <laughs> hey. <laughs> this is the way to kill you. 
But a lot of them, like I had someone in my family, the first time I bought cell phone, I bought a uh, laptop. Hey, you bought laptop. Hey, I'm going to tell everybody so they'll, they'll come and start meeting you, asking you for money now. I thought I was joking. Mm. You literally did that. They're calling me, hey, Raphael, you bought a, a laptop for uh, $1,200. So uh, I, I, I want to buy a laptop too. Uh, can you help me? My laptop is $400. Uh, yeah. Okay. Uh, okay. I'll think about it. Ah. Uh, but you, you remember, I gave you one. I gave you remember that time you, you were hungry. I was one that was just, yeah, I, I exactly. bought rice for one time. Mm -hmm. Okay, okay, uh, I've heard, I've heard. Okay, eh? so now you've gone to America now. You don't want to help me anymore. Yeah, you think, this is only for this is the first time you've asked for money. So I called you. Even ask, How am I doing? Hey, Ralph, you've gone to America. You, you can't even give me one hundred dollars. Eh? <laughs> Christmas is coming. You can't even give me one hundred dollars. Okay, okay, I've heard you. I've heard you. And before you know it, I was on mm -hmm. overdraft. All every I receive paycheck overdraft. Oh, Raf, you don't take care of your mother. Yeah. Oh, Raf, you don't want oh, this. Yeah. Oh, Raf, I'm like, hey, you know what? This guy helped me one time. This one gave me a cup of water one time. This one, this, that time. As I was just pay, 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 pay. Hey, this one having surgery. Hey, this one, this, this one, that. And then the next thing you know, I'm getting out of the Navy. I'm like, how much do I have? Zero. Okay, you, you, will you, no, nobody know my number anymore. Ah, Raf, I need money. I don't have money. Ah, you in America, you don't have money. You yes, buy? I don't have money. Hey, Okay, but uh, I, I, I say you, you buy a car. I had an accident, so the insurance paid me. That's why I bought the car. You know, you, you never ask me if I died in the accident. Say, well, wait, you didn't ask, but you just ah, but you bought a new car now, so yeah, we, I, I, I want a car, I want to buy a car. Mm. You don't even know how to drive, you don't, you need a bicycle, yeah, but okay, okay, I would like to buy a bicycle. Yeah, my, my guy, look, 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 you know what? No, no, yeah, no, yeah. what? No, yeah, just no, just like that, no. This one, uh, but I have a child. Look at, it, look at your baby. Why is, it, why is it my baby? You, you went down pregnancy somebody, not my baby. Somebody, that's loading my, my, my phone with full of pictures, 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 pictures. Your baby is hungry now. You won't feed your baby. Oh, no, I'm not, I'm not. I don't have breast to so breast milk. I don't have breast milk to offer. So <laughs> There's sorry. nothing I can do for no. you. Find someone else. No, I just, Find no. Raph, you have changed though. When you were in Nigeria, you were kind. Yeah? Now you've gone to America. Now you've you've hung out with Oibo. You don't want to mm. give us money anymore. You don't. You, you're very kind here in Nigeria. Uh, let me not be kind anymore. Uh, call me mean. Call me whatever. Ah, sure. What the heck? I did, when I was in Nigeria, I wasn't asking for money like this. I, I had some pride mm. myself. Like damn, this is just. It's, oh my goodness. Like the expectation is too much. Like the, 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 even one of my cousins asked him, like, okay, you don't have a job. You haven't had a job for two years, and then you decided to oh. get married <laughs> and have oh, a baby. Right. So I said, go to your church. And you know what he said? He said, he said, I know you know this church now, they only help rich people. And I said, Why are you exactly. going to the church? How do they only help rich people? Oh my god. Because <laughs> <No. laughs> every time I send you money, they you still ah, go and give the same church. Exactly. So mm. then why are you going there? He said, Ah, you know now. And I still oh, need to go see God. God. I said, oh, you have my to go to a church to see God. Oh, my God. Mm. I said, my guy, I can't help you. <laughs> and the next day, I get a phone call. Ah, you don't want to help this cousin? That's not mm. nice. Help your cousin. Help your cousin. Yeah? Remember that time when, when you fell down from uh, this in that place? He was the one that carried you on his back. Give us. Let me make my mm. million. Like, yeah. Then I can decide who I'm I like, can wait. Even if I make millions, nobody's getting anything anymore. I've, that's where I've gotten to now. I'm like, um, go on. You guys will go. You guys will do the Megan Markles. You will be Megan Markles' father now. That's where we are now. Because, eh, 
these people, it's not, it, it got to the stage where I, my, uh, my nieces, those were the two mm. favorites in my family. I went and be finding, uh, looking for, uh, I'll go on, uh, um, I'll be networking and be looking for scholarships, find scholarships in Canada, scholarships in Germany, scholarships in mm. Scandinavia, load this take where the Lord will provide. I don't need to, okay. We well, thank you, uncle. Thank you. They never applied, oh, wow. not once, mm. not once. You know how much time it takes to find over a hundred oh, scholarships. I don't look for wow. myself. Reset. I spent mm. all that time on them. In fact, I, if, if at least they got over 300 scholarships wow. from me. And I wanted like, how many scholarships have you applied for? Uh, well, we didn't, we didn't see the need to apply for any scholarship because we're in Nigeria. So, you know, things going to work out. I think we think our dad will take care of us. What? You're an adult now. Okay. So, well, I, I mean, you, life must be good because you're not going to ask for money tomorrow. Don't come ask for money. Oh, don't don't let me show you how I make my money, or don't let me help you trying to make money, and you drop the ball and think I'm going to give you my money. Oh no, oh no. <laughs> if I've already worked hard with my so, time, yeah. actually, my time is more precious than my money. Believe it. So, if if you're yeah. sitting here, I, I, I'm so happy. Even me, I'm so happy. I've learned how to say no. I'm so happy. I've developed boundaries. I'm so happy that I've learned yes. even toxic family can be blocked, blacklisted, done with, all of it. 100%. These people, you know, I'll talk to someone and they'll be like, oh, you know, that's your family at the end of the day. That's your blood at the end of the day. I don't care what blood you are. If you disrupt my peace, you are done. And that's it. Yeah. That's it. So... Yeah. I, I just yeah. I feel like we have learned a lot and I thank God every day for my time spent in America because having that ability to know I think America is uh there's so much more advancement and Africa is still between church corruption and 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 family dynamics that have messed up it's like a cycle of the same thing the same thing the same thing america there's so much going on there's so much information there's so many avenues that you can take and i thank god for all of those because here there's a cycle and unless you know how to get yourself out of that cycle you will you will uh -huh. get caught up in in that that black hole as i call it so oh, yeah. I feel like if, oh, yeah. we, if we bring some of our advancements over that we learn, and even if we adapt some some new technology, a new mindset, new everything, there's so much possibility. So I feel like we touched on what I want to talk about, the American dream and the African dream. Because the African, our, what is your African dream and what is your American dream? And do you feel like you can obtain either one? Um, I think if it's me personally, my African dream, um, my African dream is I shouldn't, it shouldn't be a must for me to say if I'm, if I decide to return back to Africa, I must go to where, uh, to Nigeria, I must go settle there. Like, no, my African dream is I should be able to go to anywhere from Casablanca to mm. Cape Town. Uh, uh, including mm -hmm. the islands, and it's in Africa, and I should be able to go there and say I'm settling there. And you know, if I, my myself and my family, if we decide we want to come to Africa, and we can come there and contribute because we are still giving mm -hmm. back to the motherland. 
be everybody's African dream. But all I hear from from all the people around me is uh, I must go to Ghana. I must go to uh, if you're Nigerian, you must go to Nigeria. You must go to if you're South African, go to South Africa. That's that's not yeah, that's not really an African dream to me. It's a very mm -hmm. limited dream because it's, I must only go to one place that I know, and I'm like Africa has about six mm -hmm. countries, so it's still another way of the tribalism yeah. existing because you're like oh, i'm not gonna mingle with north africa i will only mingle with this place i won't mingle with here i have Ghanaian blood so i can go to ghana mm -hmm. if i want to but what if i don't want to go to west africa what if i want to go to lusophone africa what if i want to go somewhere different what, but it, it, i shouldn't be limited to just one part of you know just because i was born here i, should, I must stay here no and it's the same way i, I my, the american dream I had to redefine American dream because coming to America, it took me a while to realize that my American dream was based on mm -hmm. white America. Everybody's dream is based on white America because when you picture the American dream is based on a white family, white husband, white wife, white, and white kids. Sense. The house. <laughs> yeah. And it doesn't include the person who wants to live in the city, who wants to live in an apartment, who does not want to live in it. You know the, the suburban areas does not include. It's like you don't see all those pictures. Like, okay, yeah, I don't want to live in those towns. I don't want to live in the suburban area. I don't want to be driving every day. I prefer living in a big city. I call it concrete jungle or whatever. But rents are more expensive there. But mm -hmm. I'm at peace in a big city. I'm at peace in Brooklyn. I have more peace here than I had in Texas, which was mm -hmm. far more cheaper, far mm -hmm. more cheaper, there, mm -hmm. far more cheaper. But you have to be at comfort with yourself because everybody I know with the amount I'm paying for rent, they're like, oh, if I was in Texas, that's a, a two houses mortgage that yeah. I'll, I'll be paying for for that same So they're like, yeah, I'll de most definitely, I'll, I'm not going to stay in, uh, in New York. I'll move, definitely move to Texas. But I'm like, yeah, but is that your dream? Is that where you want to be? If that's where you want to be, fine. But are you doing it because every Nigerian is mm. doing it? Or are you doing it Everyone is doing if you're doing it because everyone is doing it, you're gonna be damn miserable. And I've seen it in many people's lives because they are there and mm. they hate themselves, they hate their life, they hate, they just hate. And I, I know someone who he was in a similar boat in Maryland, and he was like, Hell, I don't need to be here because just because a lot of because Maryland and that place has a lot of Nigerians. I don't need to be here just because Nigerians are here. And he packed his bags and moved to uh, oh, Seattle. Wow. He has been there for over 10 years, loves it. Settled there, and a lot of Nigerians have in that way, they're not as big as the other states, but he loves it there, and that's where he found his peace. Yeah. Find your peace, don't define it by oh, every uh, person from my country is here. Yes, community is good, but at the end of the day, you still need to find who you are, you define exactly. it for yourself. So, I have defined it for myself. Brooklyn is where it's at. If I had not met Verena, my partner been overseas because i was at that point where i was like if i'm not going to try the west coast i want to go overseas i had so much peace in bahrain mm. bahrain is not a country but with bahrain i got to understand walking in the middle east i saw the value of having an american passport mm. overseas and i was like yeah, go overseas now as a man i know how to navigate it as a black man I know how to navigate it as a guy with a nigerian background i know how to navigate it i can bring all this together and i've seen i talked to other expatriates then i said oh okay i know how to package this and now as it was the first time i called myself an expatriate <laughs> now i know how to package this i know how to my majority of my network are still wow. over there so that's my plan like i was about literally i was few months from leaving but i said to myself oh if something just happened i fall in love you know and i was just joking and then 
whoa, Cupid, Cupid, that stupid Cupid just came and shot me in the butt. <laughs> Pow. And then, <laughs> but I love, yeah, I love Brooklyn. It's where my heart's at. I don't define myself based on oh every um, the Nigerian standard of uh, you know you must go buy a big house you know I don't I'm not comfortable there I'm not I'm not I'm at peace in an apartment I'm at peace even if I have ten million dollars in my account I'll probably move into a bigger apartment or a townhouse uh, um what not a townhouse a well, what a condo mm. condo yes that would be the, the highest I would do what? you know. I don't I like I don't I don't hate it, but I've 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 I was chased by vigilante. I've been chased by vigilante. I've seen the I've seen the racism there. I've seen yeah, man, and the police told me that um I was lucky not to have challenged the guy because I came out of my car. I no, I almost mm. came out of my car. So it, it, it was right after Trevor Martin was wow. killed. So I'm that's mind. I, I just said no, I'm not gonna. Do this and I went back, but the guy chased me for a, a couple what? of minutes. So, so yeah, and the police told me that uh, they would have arrested me if I had called. If I had wow. called them, I met the police almost a year later, and he told me that I was at fault for being chased and harassed by vigilantes. So, you know, at least when you know that kind of mm-hmm. thing exists there, New York has NYPD, yes, but I, I, NYPD, I see them here, but they, I, I have more say here, I have more control. Uh, it, the racism is still here, but doesn't it doesn't disappear. But I think New York, I'm more at peace. The diversity here, I'm I'm cool with it. I know how to navigate it better than. Uh, oh, yeah. trust me. As a person who lived in North Carolina, I can I can attest to that. But when it comes to property and all of that stuff, I definitely understand what people are like. Yeah, you can have like three houses for probably the apartment, the one you're paying, but. It's mm-hmm. it, it's about comfort, as you said. So I am a, I'm with it. So as the African, um, yeah. just define yourself, find your 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 peace, and you know, too many people. I I I think one that was one of the first things I discovered when I came to uh, America. My first few weeks, and we visited a house in uh, a party. I think the guy's kid just graduated, or his last kid. I can't remember if it was his last kid, but that house was like a huge mansion in. Um, DC area of uh, yeah, it was close it was Virginia DC area, and that house was huge, huge, and it was empty. You just felt the emptiness while you were there, and I was like, "What mm-hmm. is this? Who's here? Old man, old woman? How you, 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 you this? You have no choice that to go start accepting your your relatives from back home, and if you don't want, if you can't, uh, you guys don't have chemistry, then you start having problems and all this." Like, why are you going through yeah. all this stress? Wait, you know, well, I'm just like, yeah. Exactly. So, yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. Yeah, home is where the heart is. That's it. So if you're happy and mm-hmm. your heart is happy, ah, who cares about anything else? Yes, I'm glad uh, that you had your time to develop your full potential. Like you've developed your full self and you understand yourself and you understand your boundaries. Boundaries are something that People don't don't they don't um, glorify as much as they should, but once you understand what you're willing to accept and what you're not, like you're like you are just a whole new person. So, I, oh, I yeah. love that. I am here for this. Ah, we definitely, I will definitely have you back on the show, <laughs> Rafael. You've been amazing. It's been an amazing conversation, and it's for me, you know, from the Africana conversation to this one, it's just like it was. Um, 
could just diff- I I feel like you've given us a bit more um background and and you've given um some emotional mm-hmm. like a emotional intelligent conversation and it was very good. Thank it's, you. It's needed, it's needed. <laughs> especially as an African man, we have to stretch this thing because I I even talked to one guy. He was like, I don't even believe in mental health. Is that even a thing? And I'm like. Kenya has the highest suicide rate. Yes, it's a thing. <laughs> so we wow. have, I was in a way we have to that. figure this thing out. We have to understand our emotions. We have to let those things out. And once you understand your emotions, you understand different aspects. Now you have understood women and what they go through and, and so many other things that you have opened your mind to now that you have understood yourself, which is lovely, which is amazing. So, with that being said, I will definitely be calling your phone soon for another one of these conversations. <laughs> but anytime, I'm, I'm anytime, happy to introduce you to the Plug Fam and uh, and White American. Is it White Label American? It's White, it's white, white label, label, label American. Is what you everywhere. You're on Spotify. You're on Google Podcasts. You're all podcast platforms. You can find yeah, and I'm also on Patreon too. So if uh, friendly white people want to come give me their money, yeah, come 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 do that. Don't worry, I won't ah. bite you. <laughs> we always here for that. We always uh, drop all of your information, please. Oh yes, um, you can find me on Patreon at White Label American P O D Pod, and I'm on Spotify, Apple, all the platforms, and even YouTube just the audio versions of the podcast and on Instagram, uh, same thing, white label American in uh, Twitter pod W L A and uh, Facebook. Yeah. yeah. So hit me Everywhere. up and yeah, we have a chat as far as you're friendly to immigrants. You're not um, the Candace Owens type. Yeah. I don't want you on my platform. To be, so we have I would love to speak to Candace Owens. I would just love to speak to her one time. For the nah, nah, I'm, I'm not interested. <laughs> yeah, uh, I'm, I'm, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm not ready for that. It's because I'm not. I'm, if I, I'll have to have the person in the studio with me, so I flog them. Like there's some things they're gonna say that I literally have to pour water in their face. Like wake up. <laughs> like wake up. Like what, what the hell wrong with you? Or snatch their wig. Even if it's a man, snatch their wig. I just assume that they're wearing a wig, so I snatch it off. Like, put it, smack them with it. Like, what the hell wrong with you, man? Who, who, whose man's is this? <laughs> whose is this for real? Like... <laughs> hey. oh, this has been fun, man. I um, love this. I love I'm so this. happy. I'm so happy you had this conversation. It's good. It's been amazing. And uh, like I said, you'll be, will you hear from my file again, you guys? thank you so much for blessing the plug fam with this conversation i feel like it's been very insightful people should be very happy with this one it's 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 long but give yourself time to listen to it listen to it over the couple of days you know and get all of this goodness (laughs) but um you've had your handles you've given us your handles i'll also put it in the description and um yeah, is there anything, any final things that you want to say to the plug fam? Uh, just remember that a whole lot of things that separate us are artificial walls. Mm-hmm. 
every day I, I, I strive to have them removed in my life. I'm, I'm a student of life. I'm still learning. I haven't figured out everything. I haven't developed to where I want to be. And no matter what, we can always keep improving. Yeah. Even if we have the things that we, we, we believe that we should have right now, it's not where we should it's not. It shouldn't be the end all, exactly. uh, and shouldn't be the be all. We should still keep striving to improve. I want to see environmental rights. I want to see uh, equality for all. I want to see all the good things come to everybody, and not just for me. I want everybody to win. I want everybody to win, and I keep saying that I want all immigrants to win. I want all our people to win, and when I say our people, I mean all Africans from the north down to the south. I want everybody mm -hmm. to win. So. Um, and I also want everybody around the world to win because we have people in uh, Myanmar, we have people in Vietnam, everybody has their yeah. struggles going on, Thailand, and I, I'm, I'm with them. I show solidarity to everybody. And our Native Americans here yeah, and, you know, Hispanic brethren, I love everybody, you know. I love because I eat their food, I eat everybody's food. <laughs> if you eat their food, so, you cannot talk uh, about right? Yeah. Mm. Yeah. So at the end of the day, you know, we, 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 we love conquers all, but the enemy does not sleep. Your enemy does not, you know, the enemy does not go, for every gain you get, the enemy is still going to hit you back. Oh, yeah. So don't assume that, uh, yeah, just because we have one gain or the other, it's okay, fall back and relax. No, we still need to keep working and keep trying to keep striving for the best, keep striving to, you know, keep going and going and going until we know we've arrived at Uhuru as we're supposed to. So, <laughs> That's all I keep saying. So, yeah, keep striving to bring that official walls in your life every day and be the best you as you can. Oh, yes. Uh, one thing you said there is, I'll sum it in this way, success is measured by progress, not perfection. So yep. let's keep on progressing into um, into our best selves, even because now at this point it's for the next generation and we don't want oh, the yeah. next generation to deal with all of the stuff we have to deal with. So... Hopefully, uh, we are bettering and shaping the future for something great. Even if it's just one podcast at a time, we'll take it. We'll take it. That's so, right. And get the vaccine, too, if you can. Oh, <laughs> but that's an American... Please do. Thing. I got my first shot last week, hmm? so I can't say don't get the vaccine. I got my first shot last week. I am hoping it's not the one that you're talking about is giving people blood clots. Uh, that, that, I don't think that will give... I think it's just a, a few Europeans, but it's not based on the science so far. I, I listen to the African um, WHO. Mm -hmm. so. But if you have the chance to get it, get it right now. Trust me. Trust I mean, me if that. you plan on Trust traveling me. ever, you need it. So, yeah. But um, it's yeah. still something we're working on because, uh, as we all know, they, they came over here and injected people with AIDS. It has happened before. We just have to be careful. I know, I know, but trust me on the vaccine. I, I was the, the way they injected me for my uh, when I was eleven or twelve. We didn't know what they were injecting us for. They injected the whole school. But if that, I don't, the scientists behind these vaccines, they're not trying to kill you. That's the number one thing. So I, there's too much disinformation out there. The number one thing people want to. Re there's too much going on right now. People want to return back. People want, they, they want to make money, and it's not the, the vaccine company I'm talking about. I'm talking about people. The economies, the big companies, they want to make money. They need you. They need. They, they can't be like only one part of the world should be functioning. They need everybody to function because that's the only way this. So if you look at it, why have rich people jump in line to get the vaccine and then 
we who are we will not be like, oh no, wait. Nah, it's clear that there's something go you the rich people know already. They're like, gimme, give gimme, give gimme, exactly. gimme. We'll be like, oh, no. I'm like, nah, man, gimme. So as as I saw the chance to get it. I took it. I ain't wasting wasting time. I mean, I fell asleep for uh later on and uh that was it. It was Pfizer I got. You didn't so feel anything. It was Pfizer. Nah, I got I, I fell asleep for like a few uh it, it it literally reminded me of when I was eleven or twelve when they injected the whole school. I don't know what they injected us for. But when on my way home I fell as I was like, I'm tired, I just leaned on a tree and passed out. What? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh. But um the, the nurse told me that if I feel any headache or anything, I should just uh regular painkillers with, with um um ibuprofen or um panadol will help i think um those panadol is more common um, back home so yeah so yeah so just but it just what it reminded me of i just felt drained later on and not but i felt good because I, I still played i took it on a thursday and i played football on on a friday so uh so like two three hours Good. Yeah. It, so, it, it, it's so far so good. You have to take your second one soon. Um. Yeah. April first. But the second one. Most people I know who have had a problem is the second one that usually drains. That's that's when you have the bigger uh, after effect. Mm. It's the second shot. But I was actually hoping to get that J. The J and J Johnson Johnson. That's one I was hoping to get. So it's just one shot. But uh, the luck of the draw gave me Pfizer. I ain't gonna and, complain and though. God is good because if Johnson and Johnson can't even make baby powder correct and they've been doing it for years, how can they make a back? <laughs> me, I don't know. <laughs> uh, yeah. I know, I know about, I know about that scandal too. But uh, I, there's too much going on right now to risk messing up this this vaccine. It, 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 I trust the scientists behind it. I try, I'm a science guy, so I'm not. I mean, I'm not not in science background, but I. I, I I trust it. I mean, if the the China the Chinese ones and the Russian ones, which they didn't really release information, they weren't that open with information, still got fifty percent uh, efficiency because that's all you need fifty percent mm. at least. Then it's still working. But I'm like, if it's the Chinese one, you can that is offered to you, take it. Yeah. If it's Russian, you take it. It's still better than nothing. But still wear a mask even after you take it. I'm still gonna wear a mask. That's all I'll be doing. I wear, I, I don't, I wear masks for the rest of my life, right? Oh, that's how it's looking. That's how it's looking. Yeah. Yeah, I like it. It's comfy. It's actually nice. You know what? I like the mask, especially um, we're here in Africa where there's dust, there's so many things going on. So you're just like, I'd rather even have this mask than not. But um, me, I just like how Africa is handling this whole pandemic. I, I saw it from the American standpoint, of course, when I was there. It was a hot mess in my in my state anyways. It was a very hot mess at my job. Um, uh, so for me to see the transition here of being tested, well, being temperature tested, asked to put sanitizer, asked to wash your hand, everyone is wearing a mask. It's it's so much different. There's so much more compliance here than there. Even people are telling me, oh, it's against my religion to wear a mask. All these crazy things people are saying in America. It's just all of that resistance that is really doing a number on 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 Americans. But if people just remember, like, hey, I think Africans are like, we don't have time for all of this. We don't have time to go to the hospital. We don't have time to look for vaccines. We don't have time for all of this. So we're going to do what we can to try to prevent it. And I appreciate that. 
Yeah. Yeah. But but once um we get access to this vaccine, we'll figure out where we'll go from there. <laughs> but oh, yeah. as long as they don't try to give us a diluted version as they usually do, uh we'll be okay. We'll be okay. So yeah. we'll wait for your update yeah. for the yeah. second one. Hmm? I know this has gone pretty long, uh longer than uh okay. it should have, but I just wanted to try that there's an African vaccine yeah. at the Center for Disease, blah, 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 blah. I can't say, quote the full name without reading from it. But it's in Ede in Nigeria. It's the thing people fail to realize. Like If all the African governments had thrown money at that research center, they probably would have come up with the vaccine a lot earlier. But uh, I think they also had, um, they didn't, the vaccine didn't pass certain measures earlier, but They've been developing a vaccine too, okay, okay. but that's the only place in Africa that was developing. South Africa had some, but it was like in conjunction with Oxford University, uh, and so it wasn't really South. But the uh, I think that's AstraZeneca or, mm, or the other mm. one, but one of them developed in conjunction with a company in South Africa. But the one in Ede is like based on African genes and like the African whole, um, the whole scientific world. You know, it, it's like the whole black. It's really, it's, it, if something, I, I'll look for the link and send to you. It's, it's um, yeah, something that's worth looking into. Oh, yeah. But it would have been nice if all the Africans, if that, that's another thing that, you know, investing in education is, that's another reason why it's important. Because like Senegal, that was like number two for preventing COVID. Mm. Uh, they after Ebola, that Ebola crisis that happened oh, yeah. long ago, expanded on that. Uh, in they, they they built a laboratory that could test. So it was bent, meant for Ebola, but they expanded for that. And this is what other countries do when you have a big major uh, health crisis. You learn from that, and then you expand. You build in preparation for the next thing that will come, because another thing will come. Exactly. So you don't wait for them to start, you know, reacting, which is what Nigeria normally does. So Senegal built a lab, and then by the time uh, COVID came, Senegal was like the only lab available to test other than South Africa on the continent. So in a way, they were also getting money out of it too, which is smart. But people don't think about all these things, and you don't have to wait for Ebola to hit, destroy you before you're like, okay, I'll be like, Congo has been hitting, being hit with Ebola for a long time. You should have had a lab all these years. Oh, so, oh, you know, there's so much that we, we should learn from all this. And like supply chain, I'm a supply chain guy. So that's another topic on its own. Like, you know, there's so much that we should wow. use to, you know, we, we could have done a whole lot better because Vietnam, all these years, Vietnam went through, I think, I think it was probably like September, October before one person died from COVID-19 in Vietnam. Yeah. <laughs> so there's still something for all the good job that Senegal did. One, there was still one country that was like outdoing you by far. So you, you have to still look at it like, hey, what, what are you guys doing there? What did they do? And when you look, they weren't that crazy. It wasn't like crazy. So we, we need to pay attention to all these things because they have been hit by bed flu and other things there. And they use that to prepare to avoid um, the spread of COVID. So Taiwan, same thing too. So yeah. Um, the, the science is there. Science, I don't think the science lies. I don't, uh, I know of the scandals in the past because one of them happened in Nigeria, but I don't believe that these companies right now want to just come inject us with something, uh, poisonous to kill our people. No, I don't, I don't believe that. Uh, 
yeah, it's there's too much at stake for something like that to happen. There's way too much at stake right now. This is a global pandemic. We have only one part of the world functioning. Like New Zealand had fixed, they, they got COVID out a long time ago. But New Zealand needs all their neighbors to be free of COVID so everybody can travel. Mm. Otherwise, they said they have to be out from the rest. So, you know, same thing with Africa. You can't have only South Africa without COVID. You need everybody around them. The, the whole continent has to be free. Mm. Otherwise, you have to lock, you know. So, yeah, that's why I say take the vaccine. If it's the Chinese one that's offered, take it. If it's the Russian one, take it. If it's, uh, take it. It's 50% is better than um, 0% at the end of the day. You know, it's, pre- it's it's to prevent. It's not it's not a cure. That's what the vaccine does. Mm. It's to, to prevent. Yeah, yeah. It's true. We will hope for the best. We'll get the updates from your second shot on the next time that you grace us on the show. I will. Uh, I will. I will. All right. That's nice. So sorry for taking it longer than you should have, but you know, I just had to throw that. Oh, out there. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's fine. It's fine. Thank you so much. And like I said, guys, you can take this episode in doses. Thank you guys for listening. Hope this episode take everything in and you know, you know, just deep dive within yourself from what we are saying. Um, thank you so much, Raphael. Thank you so much for this. And uh you'll be I, I can't wait to get on your show. And also I can't wait to oh, have you sure. again. Thank you so much. Thank you very much, Euro. Yeah. Pleasure is all mine. Oh. Uh Asante. Hi. Asante. Asante, Asante. Asante. We'll talk, we'll talk, we'll talk. Thank you. <laughs>